Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we'll soar into the heart of British avifauna with a sky full of birds by Matt Merritt. Immersed in the beauty and complexity of Britain's bird life, this book is a homage to the awe-inspiring spectacles and intimate moments of our feathered friends. From the intricate dance of mating rituals to the arduous journeys of migration patterns, Merritt unveils the enigma of movements like murmurations and dives into the dark charm of a group known as a murder of crows. He doesn't stop with natural history. The narrative also explores how these winged creatures are deeply woven into the cultural tapestry of Britain, echoing through poetry, music, and folklore. The author, Matt Merritt, is not just an experienced birdwatcher, but also an accomplished poet whose work has transcended borders to reach audiences in the United Kingdom, United States, and Australia. With his editorial prowess in Birdwatching magazine and as a poetry editor for Under the Radar, Merritt brings a lyrical and insightful perspective to the world of birds. A Sky Full of Birds is an invitation to British birdwatchers, eager to deepen their understanding of local wildlife and to avian enthusiasts worldwide who are intrigued by the richness of the United Kingdom's natural heritage. It is equally an enlightening read for anyone curious about the symbolic significance of birds in British culture. Let's embark on this literary flight and discover the stories that soar above us in the British skies. A sky full of birds, in search of murders, murmurations, and Britain's great bird gatherings. Introduction. Embark on a journey through the avian symphony. Picture a world where every morning greets you with an orchestral suite, composed and conducted by nature's finest musicians. The birds. Recognizable tunes like the cuckoo's distinct two-note call and the solemn hoots of an owl are merely the overture to an intricate symphony awaiting discovery. Did you ever stop to wonder at the melodic prowess of the robin or the grand vocal arrangements of the blackbird? Birds are not just our background music. They are virtuosos commanding our attention. But why do some birds like Capacailles perform elaborate dances? Or why do grebes take part in synchronized aquatic ballet? These questions hover over our understanding like starlings at dusk, complex, cohesive, yet seemingly chaotic. Our curiosity into the business or literature realms run deep, yet the feathery flocks that soar above carry stories and secrets we scarcely comprehend. It's time we peer into the skies with a keener eye and a listening ear. The beauty and mystique of the bird world beckons, with Britain serving as a wondrous stage for these avian actors and their admirers. Within this narration you shall uncover the identity of the jazz improvisers and classical vocalists of the avian kingdom, the darker lexicon of bird gatherings with terms like murder, mob, and unkindness, and the historical narrative casting ravens as harbingers of doom. Join me on this feathery voyage and let's unravel the grandeur and lore encapsulated in each flutter and chirp. Part 1. The Art of Avian Allure British birds' captivating courtship rituals. Imagine a stage where avian suitors decked in feathers perform elaborate rituals, all for the favour of a potential partner. In Britain's natural theatres, 
the great-crested grebe, the capercaillie, and the black grouse turn courtship into an exhibition of dance, display, and even combat. For the great-crested grebe, each year brings the quest for a new partner. And it's not just any suitor that will do. These birds are connoisseurs of dance, seeking mates who can rival Fred Astaire or Ginger Rogers in elegance and poise. The male grebes dance, an aquatic waltz of precise pirouettes and synchronized paddling, is less about plumage and more about the prowess of their performance. Courtship is their grand ball, and the dance floor is the open waters where they clinch their romantic conquests. Then there are the capercailles, reclusive and enigmatic, brought back from the brink of British extinction. Found in Scottish woodlands, these birds resemble majestic turkeys and are said to be the dandies of the bird world. To captivate a mate, the male capercaillie takes to lex, woodland arenas, and puts on a strutting display, combining handsome looks with a show of confidence. The black grouse follows a similar, albeit more aggressive, courtship tradition. As November chills set in, males congregate in forest clearings, each fiercely loyal to their chosen spot. Here, they perform a curious combination of pacing, calling, a strange yet melodious warble, and tail fanning. This slow burn theatre can last for weeks until the females grace the stage. When they do, these performances can swiftly escalate into skirmishes. It's a test of metal, with victorious males earning the gaze and affection of watching females. And in a twist, females seem drawn to males fresh from the thrill of conquest swooping in post-conflict to choose mates who've proven their virility. It's a complex world of romance played out under the boughs and upon the waters of Britain's landscapes where each feathery flirtation and combatant clash is a testament to the drive beneath those wings, all in pursuit of love. Part 2. The Enchanting Symphony of Britain's Dawn Chorus At the crack of dawn, Britain transforms into a grand concert hall. Here, the arrival of spring isn't merely marked by the bloom of flowers, but by an auditory spectacle, the dawn chorus. This natural phenomenon is not unique to Britain, but the scale and diversity found here are unrivaled worldwide. This acoustic marvel doesn't erupt overnight. It starts subtly, with a single winter voice, and swells as the seasons turn, with both local and migratory birds adding their songs to the mix. Southern Hemisphere warblers, crossing oceans and continents, are among those who join this airborne symphony, fostering an ensemble that's rich and restless. What's intriguing is the depth of variety within this vast morning melody. Each bird species has its own signature tune, contributing to the chorus with a distinct sonic brushstroke. To really appreciate this diversity, we must tune our ears to the nuances of avian music distinguishing bird calls from bird songs. While calls are brief and functional, akin to alarms or signals among the feathered folk, songs are the verses of their existence, serving to ward off competitors or to charm potential mates. However, most profoundly, they are a declaration of presence, and I am here cast into the air. Take the blackbird with its classical harmonies, or the song thrush the jazz maestro of the bird world, repeating phrases with improvisational flair. Each thrush's song grows more elaborate with age, 
as these avian artists incorporate motifs from their peers into their repertoire, enriching their performances. Then there's the marsh warbler, nature's master sampler, who, during its breeding season in Europe and Asia, amasses a playlist from up to 75 other bird species. Its song is a collage of the world's melodies, woven into an intricate tapestry that is broadcast at dawn. These vocal virtuosos, from the blackbird to the marsh warbler, make Britain's dawn chorus not just a treat for the ears, but a complex language of life, signaling the break of day with an unmatched variety of songs. And so, morning by morning, the bird world writes its own opus, and Britain's skies tell a tale centuries old yet ever new. Part 3. Britain's Skies, a Crossroads for Winged Wanderers. In the grand tapestry of Britain's natural world, the ebb and flow of avian migration weaves an ever-changing pattern. The adage about the solitary swallow may downplay its significance, but indeed, the return of these aerial acrobats is one of nature's reliable signals that spring has sprung. They grace British skies from late March, staying through the balmy days of summer before they journey on. Britain plays host to a myriad of migrant birds, with each season inviting a different cast. As the warmer months peak over the horizon, the skies fill with the songs of summer visitors like the young cuckoos, who, after relishing the British summer, set their sights on the vast dunes of the Sahara. When autumn paints the leaves and chill starts to whisper, Britain provides a sanctuary for birds seeking refuge from harsher cold. Thanks to the Gulf Stream, the British winters offer a comparatively temperate haven that's irresistible to winged travellers from regions sharing the same latitude. Bird migration in Britain presents an intriguing diversity. Not every bird from a species migrates. Some, like the common blackbird, choose to move only when pushed by severe weather or dwindling food supplies, migrating from eastern to southwestern Britain or even further afield. And then there are the indefinable nomads, such as the black-tailed godwit. Intriguingly, this shorebird species dances to different migration tunes. Some breed domestically, while others seek Icelandic winters. Meanwhile, some godwits are seasonal commuters, flying to sunnier Spanish or Portuguese retreats, or simply crossing Britain in response to the day's forecast or a promising meal. This collective of travelers, from swallows to godwits, makes Britain's avian landscape a dynamic and ever-evolving scene. It's a narrative shaped by the instincts of these birds and the invisible pathways they weave through the sky, pathways that tell a story of survival, adaptation, and the global interconnectedness of nature's cycles. Part 4. Winged Hunters, the majestic raptors of Britain's skies, eagles soaring high, hawks in pursuit, owls on silent wing, and falcons in a stoop. Each of these raptors commands our fascination with their predatory prowess. Their keen eyes, sharp talons, and powerful beaks speak of a primal efficiency in nature's cycle. But it's not just their physical attributes that awe us. Their strategic hunting skills also command respect. Consider the kestrel, adept at mastering the whims of the wind, using its unmatched vision to detect the slightest movements of prey below invisible to our eyes. Its ability to see ultraviolet light allows it to track the trails left by animal urine, 
a superpower among hunters that few can claim. Then there's the peregrine falcon, unrivaled in speed, often crowned the fastest creature on earth, easily surpassing a cheetah's groundbreaking sprint when in its hunting dive. Yet, this reverence has been twined with a dark history of persecution. Humans have long targeted these avian hunters, blaming them for loss of game, livestock, or fish. The narrative of their impact has been skewed and amplified by those affected, fostering misconceptions that led to widespread culling. The raptor's role in the ecosystem, often neutral or merely locally significant, was overshadowed by conflict with human interests. The peregrine falcon in particular faced adversity during World War II, not due to its overall ecological impact, but for its taste in pigeons, winged messengers in times of conflict. Efforts to safeguard messages from occupied Europe meant the falcon population was drastically culled, putting the species under threat. Thankfully, these guardians of the skies have begun to reclaim their place. The peregrine falcon's remarkable comeback sees it nesting now in the heart of civilization, from the spires of Chichester and York's cathedrals to the modern Tate Modern in London. Here, Height serves as a substitute for cliffs and crags, providing a novel sanctuary for this resilient raptor. Viewing stations and educational points offer a first-hand look at these magnificent birds, signaling a shift from persecution to protection and a greater appreciation for the threads raptors weave through history and ecology. Part 5. The Skies Ballet, Starlings and Their Mesmerizing Murmurations in the annals of Britain's birdwatching records, few spectacles are chronicled with as much wonder as the dance of the starlings. Their breathtaking aerial displays, known as murmurations, are among nature's most poetic performances, turning the sky into a canvas of ever-shifting artistry. Murmurations are more than mere gatherings. They are choreographed preludes to the starlings' nightly roost. Starting modestly with a handful of birds, they swell into grand assemblies that can number into the thousands. The draw is so potent that starlings travel up to 30 miles to participate. Imagine the skies filled with fluttering starlings, weaving complex patterns that captivate onlookers. These shapes are fluid and transient, with each observer interpreting the forms according to their own imagination. Perhaps a serpentine dragon one moment, or a swirling galactic disk the next. While poets and nature enthusiasts have long been entranced by murmurations, Samuel Taylor Coleridge's words capture the essence as smoke, mist, or anything misty without volition. Yet, even with our deep admiration, the reasons behind this sophisticated avian ritual remain shrouded in a veil of mystery. We understand the practicality behind large nocturnal roosts, the warmth, safety, and shared knowledge of feeding grounds. But why starlings choose the added flair of dazzling aerobatics is still an enigma. Standard roosting behavior across avian species suggests subtlety is preferable to avoid predators. But starlings defy this logic with their conspicuous twilight performances. The energetic flights appear at odds with the goals of conserving heat and energy. Despite these unresolved curiosities, one thing is clear. The secret to their cohesive motion lies in communal instinct. Each starling navigates by mirroring its closest companions, maintaining an almost telepathic synchroneity 
that allows thousands to move in harmony without collision. The starling murmuration remains one of the natural world's most sublime puzzles, a testament to the enduring allure and mystery of Britain's avian wonders. Part 6. Corvids, the enigmatic geniuses of the bird world. Among the avian families, corvids, which include crows, ravens, and jackdaws, often bear the weight of dark symbolism. A congregation of crows is ominously labelled a murder or mob, while ravens cluster in an unkindness. This penchant for macabre monikers speaks to the complex relationship between humans and these birds throughout the ages. It's possible that our ancestors' wary attitudes toward corvids arose from their imposing presence and scavenging habits, with ravens, the largest of them, reaching the size of buzzards. Their appearance at the aftermaths of battles, feasting on the deceased, surely contributed to their association with death and misfortune. During the Viking invasions of Britain in the late 8th century, emblems featuring ravens fluttered on the invaders' banners, lending these birds an air of pagan mystique that only deepened their ominous reputation. However, this macabre image stands in stark contrast to the remarkable intelligence corvids possess, an intelligence that science has only recently begun to unravel. Corvids exhibit counting abilities far superior to their avian peers. Intriguingly, where most birds are deceived by the old two-enter-one-leaves trick, corvids are not so easily bamboozled. Their numerical savvy extends to surprisingly high numbers. Ravens, in particular, demonstrate complex problem-solving skills. When finding a carcass too large to handle alone, young ravens will call for reinforcements. It's not just about summoning the numbers. They recognize that a collective presence can fend off competitors. Additionally, research from the University of Vienna has unearthed signs of empathy within these birds. They've been known to offer solace to a fellow raven that has suffered defeat. Corvids, therefore, demand a re-evaluation of their place in our cultural narrative. Their intelligence and adaptability are a testament to the expansive potential of avian intellect and their ability to inspire awe should extend beyond myth into the realm of scientific recognition. Part 7. Myths and Resilience. The Tales of Swans and Parakeets in Britain. Swans, with their regal bearing and graceful glide, have long enchanted the human imagination, inspiring an array of myths. But does royal blood truly course through their veins? It's said that all swans in Britain are the queens a notion rooted in history. It holds a grain of truth for mute swans on open waters, which were historically deemed royal property. When casting our minds back to bygone royal banquets, swans often took center stage as sumptuous feasts, further entwining their fate with the crown. Then there's the poignant fable of the swan's final aria, the swan song. While Whooper or Buick's swans might emit sounds at life's end, the mute swan, despite its theatrical name, could not sing even if the myths demanded it. A hiss or a grunt, maybe, but their swan songs remain purely the stuff of legend. On a more vibrant note, the parakeet, with its vivid plumage, seems an unlikely resident of Britain's more subdued climes. Yet, the ring-necked parakeet, a native of India's warmer regions, thrives even in Britain's less-than-tropical weather. 
these hardy birds endure the Himalayas' bitter chill and have adapted to extensive habitat challenges, a testament to their surprising resilience. How these tropical avians arrived in Britain is a tale dotted with urban folklore. Did the whimsical actions of rock legend Jimi Hendrix unleash these colorful creatures onto Carnaby Street? Or did they escape from the cinematic set of The African Queen? More likely, the explanation is prosaic. Escaped or released pets from British homes. Today, the parakeet population in Britain is a matter of estimation with numbers hovering around the 50,000 mark. For those seeking a glimpse of these dazzling birds, Escher Rugby Club in Surrey provides an ideal setting. Owing to human influence or their natural toughness, parakeets have found a second home under British skies, where their tropical splash of colour and the mystique keeps both birdwatchers and storytellers endlessly intrigued. Final summary. In the verdant lands of Britain, the avian world unfurls its splendour, a place where birds engage in captivating courtship dances, curious migrants chart seasonal journeys, and choruses herald the daybreak with unmatched vibrancy. This is a realm where folkloric intrigue blends with scientific marvel, where raptors evoke awe and starlings paint the dusk with their murmurations. Here, swans carry the weight of royal legend and parakeets surprise with their colorful presence, defying Britain's gray skies with stories that weave from the plausible to the fantastic. Whether it's the flight of the peregrine falcon or the intelligence of the corvids, each wingbeat, every song, contributes to the rich tapestry of British avifauna. For ornithologists and laybird watchers alike, Britain offers a theater of nature's finest exhibitions, a treasure trove of traditions, and a wellspring of stories that bind humans to birds in enduring fascination. From the symbolic to the scientific, the birds of Britain inhabit our landscapes and imaginations, reminding us of the intricate connections that tether us to the winged wonders among us. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.